0: You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment, featured on ahlreport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to the Press Zone. That's right. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone right here on the AHL Roof. Re- and rocket sports media i am your host amy johnson joined by my co-host every week the one and only and wonderful uh probably still celebrating his birthday if he's you know we we celebrate week-long birthdays here at rocket sports media and that would be mr rick stevens how are you how can you
1: not celebrate with this kind of weather Uh,
0: it is down my neighbors have their air conditioning on this week it's in the it's in the mid to upper seventies here. It's ridiculous.
1: Or 20-ish. Yes. On the Celsius scale, and and um, Montreal, Toronto. Uh, but don't look out west. But other other than that,
0: <laughs> no. I, I yeah, mean, we're sorry if you live in Western Canada or in the northwest,
1: uh, northwestern Ontario. Yeah, or um,
0: mid upper Midwest of the U.S. is pretty cold too.
1: Vancouver had snow yesterday. Um, Ooh. and, uh, Thunder Bay's expecting some snow, a, a balmy minus one today. Winnipeg is snippy at minus six. <laughs> uh, so yeah, enjoy, enjoy the, the, the Northeast, enjoy the weather, uh, while we have it.
0: Well, there's a very good reason why it needs to feel like, you know, late spring, early summer.
1: You're dying to get your Christmas decorations up. Is that what you're saying?
0: No. (laughs) I mean I uh, yes, but that's not why it's it's not why Mother Nature is blessing us with this beautiful weather this week. It's because it's Masters Week. Okay. The Masters, as I say every year, favorite golf tournament of the entire year usually takes place the first weekend in April in Augusta, Georgia. But because COVID, that got the kibosh this year. So it's being played this week.
1: Did I see there was a hole in one today?
0: There was a hole in one today on one of the practice rounds. Um, I think it was Rom, Dom, Rom, something like that, uh, who, who sunk it. Um, so tiger will be having his champions dinner tonight. I, I sent out a, I retweeted it on, on Twitter. They're essentially having an upscale classy version of taco Tuesday for the champions dinner tonight to honor, (laughs) to honor tiger woods. Um, and uh, he'll be defending his championship yet again. It's just—it's going to be amazing to see Augusta in fall colors and not the the blooming spring azaleas and, and and all of that. So that's why we're getting all the nice weather this week. I see. It's Masters week, best uh, week in. But the magnolias
1: Oklahoma. are not going to be out. No in time for the Masters. No. Uh,
0: no, I don't think they were able to force those to bloom. So. That's, I'm very curious to see what the grounds are going to look like. Um, it's hopefully going to be very pretty. Uh, but that's not... Uh, it's uh,
1: not why we're here.
0: It's <laughs> 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 Be quiet. <laughs> I should say, um, on a more serious note, this week is also something, uh, you know, pretty remarkable for Canadians and, and Americans, and that's Remembrance Day and Veterans Day this week. So we want to be sure to take a moment to... Uh, Acknowledge that. Uh, Thank for for Veterans Day for for folks in the in the U.S. Uh, Thank you to any of you who are currently serving, have served. Um, We we appreciate your service and of course uh, Remembrance Day north of the border. We we certainly uh, give tribute to those who've made uh, the ultimate sacrifice.
1: Wear your poppy and don't let anyone tell you that you cannot wear a poppy on their premises.
0: Well. That's, yes, that's absolutely true. Um, and, uh, you know, I actually, and I actually think the Legion has, you can order poppies on their website, I think, um, if it's, if you're not out and about as much to, to pick up a poppy. Um, so be sure. You can
1: order uh, poppy masks as well.
0: Well, there you go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm glad to see they're on top of things. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, they're on top of things. So yes, uh, an important week uh, in terms of honoring uh, our servicemen and women, um, and and we certainly appreciate uh, all of your service. Um, it does not go unnoticed, and is is immense. We're immensely grateful for that. Um, but we do have some hockey to talk about today. Uh, in our first segment, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna talk a little bit about some news from the Canadians. Uh, we've uh, got the the procession of uh, media availabilities has continued over the past week. Uh, and so for the Laval Rocket, uh, both Alexander Alain and Raphael Harvey-Pinard both were made available to the media this past week, um, basically in response to the AHL pushing back the start of the 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 targeted start date for their new season. So uh, we've got a, a little bit of audio from them and just some general uh, comments on, on what it was that they spoke about. Stefan Waite, uh, the, the Canadian's goaltending coach, uh, spoke to the media today, so we'll give you a, a brief update on what he had to say. Um, and uh, also so, uh, one piece of uh, updated roster news for a member of the Canadian's organization. Uh, then in our second segment, uh, we go around the AHL. Uh, the, speaking of goaltenders, uh, the Buffalo Sabres have signed... Uh, a new goaltender that I think some of our listeners will be interested to hear about. Uh, and in this unprecedented year of coronavirus, the AHL has announced a new partnership starting for next season, uh, which is pretty interesting as well. Segment three is really uh, something we encourage all of you to be sure to, to listen to. Uh, we've we've spoken about our Movember initiatives here at Rocket Sports Media. Well, today uh, we are joined by uh, a representative Representative from Movember, and he uh, his name is Sam Wilson, and he will be joining us a little later in the show to talk about Movember, uh, why it's so important uh, to to f- do this campaign uh, every November and throughout the year, frankly, and ways that you can get involved uh, with us. So it's a really it's going to be a really fun interview. We don't you don't want to miss that. And of course, then we will wrap things up with a feel good finale. Sounds great. Sounds very good. Uh, So let's start uh, with some Canadians news. Right out of the gate, we'll just give you the update on on a roster uh, position. It's uh, Josh Brook, the 21-year-old defenseman uh, who played uh, 60 games for the Laval Rocket this past year, is the latest uh, in the prospects who are headed off to Europe to get some playing time in. Uh, He has been loaned to the Krefeld Penguin in the DEL, which is the German League.
1: I can help you with that.
0: Yeah? Krefeld Pinguin. Wow, did you record that yourself? Yeah. Krefeld Pinguin. <laughs> Thanks so much. Krefeld Pinguin. Why does the Google Translate lady have to sound so, <laughs> I don't harsh? Harsh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's harsh. Um. So he is on loan to the, Crece el Pinguin, for the start of the 2021 season, but is expected to report uh, back for both the Habs and Laval's training camps whenever those uh, end up happening. So, Rick, I think that's, um, uh, you know, this... He's a second rounder from 2017, and I think, I think it makes sense uh, for him to join the ever growing ranks of NHL prospects across the league who are starting to get some playing time under their belts, uh, where they can uh, across uh, across the ocean over in Europe.
1: For sure, and we forget that that last season, the the 2019-20 season was Josh Brooks' first pro season. Uh, he, he joined the rocket at the end of the previous season and got in seven games, but, but last year was his first full season. So to get him, um, some playing time, uh, and, uh, and in addition to, to all the training he's done doing, uh, is, it can only benefit him and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a growing list, not only for the Canadians, but, uh, for all NHL teams to have their prospects playing in Europe.
0: Absolutely, and and we're you know we are seeing that some of them, uh, particularly in the in the Flyers organization, there's a, a growing list of players who are on teams in Europe who uh, are you know teams that are stopping and starting play due to you know teams having to quarantine because of COVID cases popping up and so forth. So it's 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 not a, a perfect scenario, but it's at least getting playing time, getting regular access to ice. Um, and and being able to stay on top of of the game itself, um,
1: and Lucas Vedamo, one of the yeah. one of the many that went over there uh, in Sunday's game, had two assists. So they're not only getting playing time; yeah. they're uh, getting some production as well.
0: That's good, and that's just that's that's I f- It'll be interesting when training camp starts um, to see what kind of difference there is between the guys who are actively playing in games right now. Versus the guys who are not who are who mm-hmm. are back in in North America somewhere and simply training and, and getting you know ice time when they can and so forth. Um, maybe there won't be a noticeable difference, but uh, on the other hand, maybe there will be. Uh, maybe maybe the big difference will be confidence, um, and that's one of those intangibles that that you know sometimes can give you a big advantage going into camp. So. Uh, good for Lucas Vedemo, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. As we say, there are plenty of players who, of course, have have opted to stay in North America. And uh, the two Laval Rocket players that we mentioned at the top of the show uh, are two that chose that. That's Alexander Alain and Raphael Harvey-Penard. Uh, they both met with the media uh, this past week. Um, to talk about the off season and training and, and, and how, you know, the challenges it this year presents with training in the off season. And given the fact that now the AHL has pushed off uh, the potential start date for the season for two months past that December 4th target date that they had. And so, um, you know, they, Rick, they talked, one of the things they did talk about, in fact, it was, I think it was Pat Hickey that asked, um, you know, did you have an option to play in Europe? And and I don't know that they both said, well, yes, we could have, but we. But but they both definitely said, well, it. We decided it was better to stay here.
1: That's right, and uh, these are are two players who are at very different points in their career. Alexandra Land was uh, an undrafted player, but one who um, coach Joel Bouchard was very familiar with, having played with the the Armada. Actually, captain the. The Armada in 2017 18. He's now had two full seasons with uh Lavelle and and uh is a, a trusted uh a player. Um, you know, probably only 23 years old, probably on his way to being a a a, a, a good solid AHL player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rafael Harvey penard um, you know, just coming out of the queue um, in his last season. This will be his first pro year with. With Laval, he was drafted uh, in the seventh round, two hundred and first overall in twenty nineteen. So you know they they are are. uh, I think Joel Bouchard's recommendation was that they would uh, stay in Quebec and uh, and and train in similar ways. Uh, For me, it's going to be my first season, so uh, I'm going to try to prove myself to show uh, what I can do on the ice and. uh, to show everyone that like uh, during that long time, during the, uh, you know, the, the confinement, confinement, confinement
2: uh, I, I worked on a lot, a lot of little things that helped me uh,
1: become a, a better player. So I'm going to try to prove that at the next camp. Recently, uh, I'm doing a one-on-one, one, one-on-one with a, a personal coach on the ice, uh, even if we are in a pandemic situation. And uh, I, I can work on a lot of little things again. And uh uh, Trying to to improve something that was a little bit maybe wrong on my uh, on my game. That, if you haven't already figured out, was Raphael Harvey Penard saying that it was it's his first season, his first pro season uh, that he um, has decided to stay in Quebec. He's decided to stay. Um, the word that he was searching for just means that the season concluded. Um, and since then he's been working on his own, working with a personal trainer. We talked about, uh, him last year being, uh, last, last episode. I think so. The, the, yeah. the last, uh, our last, uh, uh, podcast episode, um, kind of the type of player he is being a seventh round choice. Um, there's, uh, some, th- some things that he has to work on. Skating is one of them. And he talked about uh, getting a a coach to to help him with his training when he could get ice time. Of course, that's been very difficult uh, as... Um, sports facilities close in in Quebec um, with with uh, the COVID moving into into red zone territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's partnered up with uh, other players like Joel Teasdale. Uh, actually, said that he was working <laughs> yeah. out in in uh, Teasdale's <laughs> backyard. They had kind of cobbled together some some uh, uh, training equipment, mm-hmm. given that their gym was closed, and uh, doing their best trying to to improve their conditioning. Uh, working out uh, together in in uh, Teasdale's backyard.
0: Yeah, one of the things we when we spoke about Harvey Penard last week, it was because we were we were kind of doing the same type of discussion after Joel Bouchard had had a media availability, um, and and Harvey Penard was one of the players that he had mentioned. And one of the things we talked about was the fact that uh, uh, again, and Joel Bouchard has repeated this. Uh, almost every time he's been interviewed about how he's communicating with his players during this entire uh, AHL pause back since March, that his communication to them is that, you know, they need to invest in themselves. They need to be thinking about, you know, are you doing more than, than the guy next to you is doing and, and, and really harping on them that they have to come back to camp ready to go. And I've thought it was interesting that, um, one of the when when asked about that, um, both of these players ag- agreed with with that perspective that they need to come back to camp ready. But I found it interesting that Alan said, "quote We're professionals. I think it's on us to make the effort to show up ready, whether Joel says it or not. We're smart enough to know that we have to keep training. We can't just take a year off and come back to play as if nothing had happened." Um, so. I, I do appreciate that Atlanta is saying, you know, okay, we, we like that Joel's saying that, but we are all pro hockey players. We should all, everybody here should know that already, that that we can't slack off. Um, and it doesn't sound like that they're doing that. There sounds like they're doing what they can to to stay on top of their training.
1: So we heard from Raphael Harvey-Pernard. Here's Alexandra Alan.
2: Uh, I mean, for me, uh, I took the decision to stay uh, to stay in Quebec. I mean, we have a we have a lot of facilities here. We have some high, some good gym. I have a, a good trainer too to, to for help me, uh, uh, like uh, to to help me off the ice and on the ice. And I think for my development, it's just a better a better option to stay uh, to stay in Quebec.
1: Now you know, maybe that decision was taken uh, without him knowing that he said that there's good facilities in Quebec, but unfortunately. Uh, these guys don't have access to th- those facilities now, so maybe he was talking about uh, how he came to his decision and was assuming that that they would have access to ice, they would have access to to gyms. But you can't help, even even if even if that was the case, even if the facilities were open, you c- can't help wondering if um, the playing time. Um, that that some of the others are taking advantage of, like Lucas Vedamo, like Josh Brook, like mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Leskinen, and, and others. Uh, that the, it's that playing time that's going to uh, help them help prepare them once uh, uh, training camp uh, comes around.
0: Absolutely. So it sounds for the most part, Alain and Harvey Pinard both sounded pretty upbeat, um, pretty optimistic about um, how they think their camps will go. That sounds like they're very focused uh and so right now as for all the rest of us it's just a waiting game kind of status quo just keep doing everything you can until uh, an announcement is made on on when nhl training camps are are going to get underway one last thing before we wrap up this segment, uh, Rick, earlier today, Stefan Waite, uh, the Canadians goaltending coach also met with the media. Uh, and it's, it's funny, you know, we keep talking Rob Ramage. We we noted on last week's show that Rob Ramage uh, repeated something that we've been telling Habs fans for, for a a while now that that Caden Primo is going to need some significant time in the AHL to develop, um, not because not for a lack of talent or skill or drive or anything like that, but simply that it's uh, goaltending development takes time and you just it's not something you want to rush, and that getting ice time and games in the AHL is the best path for him. And uh, it sounds like today no none other than the Habs goaltending coach is echoing that as well.
1: For sure. And he got very specific, uh, saying that um, if there was a full season, they would want Caden Primo. To play 40 games in Laval uh, this upcoming season. Um, he played 33 last year, so that, that's a bit more. Of course, um, it looks like there's going to be a, a reduced schedule. So, whatever the pro rated amount of, of 40 games uh, is, they're going to be looking for that from Caden Primo in the upcoming season. And he went further to say that they don't want to see Caden Primo in the NHL. Before he's played a minimum of 150 games in the AHL, mm-hmm. so um, if you do the math, that's at least three more seasons in the AHL. Uh, so lots of lots of fans have been, uh, you know, um, trying to rush Caden through the, the process, and and we've been preaching, um, you know, patience. Well, certainly the Canadians are on board with that patient approach because. Uh, they're looking at uh, at least three more full seasons. And depending how many games he gets out of this upcoming season, um, they want him to have plenty of games in the AHL before he makes the jump. Um, and uh, Stefan Wade also talked about, he was asked about the fact that they have four goaltenders at that level. And he said, well, obviously, they, they're only going to carry two uh, Caden Primo and somebody else. Um, and, uh, then somebody, you know, will go to the ECHL. They're hoping that waivers might take care of, of, uh, some of their, their, the other excess. Um, so it, it seems like that that situation is, is rather fluid with Demchenko, with McNiven, with, uh, Charlie Lindgren.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's, the first uh, path that I would have chosen to just say, well, you know, maybe we'll just lose uh, some goaltenders to waivers and kind of, you know, brush our hands off and be done with it. I don't know if that's the approach that I, that I would have taken, but if that's, you know, we've been saying all along, uh, they've really backed themselves into a corner with the, with the backlog of goaltenders that they have. And I think they're at a point that um, that's probably going to be how a lot of the uh, the thinning out at that position happens so we'll
1: we'll see and i'll just say that that many many in the fan base you see this on social media all the time that uh the the and 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 in the 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 legacy media they've talked about uh the organization has soured on uh charlie lindgren And um, when Stefan Waite was given a chance to talk about that, he said that's not the case at all. That uh, he, in his opinion, Charlie just ran into some injuries at a bad time. Uh, He he had bad luck with injuries, he said, uh, but described him as the perfect third goalie, perfect third NHL goalie, um, which makes you think that if uh, rosters are expanded, and we have no way of knowing mm-hmm. whether they are or they aren't, that that will be lingering that will be added to uh, the the tandem of Jake Allen and Carey Price uh, for the compressed schedule in the upcoming year.
0: And um, as we spoke to Lingren on this show a couple of weeks ago, and and you had posed that question to him, you know, that would that be a scenario that he would be... Uh, pleased with and he said hey I absolutely my goal is to play in the NHL and if if, if there's expanded rosters and I'm given the opportunity to do that I'm he'd be 100% uh, for that so uh, time will tell time will tell uh, the, the, I did think that one last comment you know someone uh, I believe asked you know we've been here before right we, it was it was last year it was Keith Kincaid uh, you know, it was Anthony Ami, and then it was Keith Kincaid, and so now it's Jake Allen. But uh, I believe Stefan Waite basically, when asked about it, said, um, "Not, it's not really a concern." Keith can Kin- you know, the the if you're comparing Keith Kincaid and Jake Allen situations, he said it's in a completely different class. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, obviously they things did not go the way they expected them to last year, and it doesn't seem like they're. It seems they're pretty confident they didn't put themselves in the same situation for this year. Uh, With that, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side of this quick message, we're going to go around the AHL, and we're going to tell you about a goaltender that the Sabres recently signed, as well as a uh, new, very uh, timely partnership uh, that the AHL announced. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and All American Hockey League news. passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the press zone, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, Once again, I'm your host Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host Rick Stevens. And be sure you're following us on Twitter. If you're not already, you can find us at the AHL Report. And if you're a Flyers fan, you can find us at the Flyers Report. So at the AHL Report or at the Flyers Report. Now in this segment, we go around the AHL, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres actually just signed another goal. They're another organization that's got uh, a pretty deep uh, goaltending roster at this point. Um, And they've signed another goaltender. Uh, It's a two-year contract, uh, two-year two-way, I believe, um, to Dustin Tokarski. And, of course, that name is familiar for pretty much everybody who listens to this show. Uh, of course, Dustin Tukarski was a member of the Canadians organization for uh, a, a little while and um, playing for the St. John's Ice Caps. Uh, Dustin Tukarski has also spent a brief stint with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, he has also played with the Charlotte Checkers and actually won the Calder Trophy, uh, the Calder Cup championship with the checkers uh, coming in and playing in the postseason, um, And he now has been signed for two years with the Buffalo Sabres. So um, we'll be, you know, you've got, Uko pekka uh, and Jonas Johansson in, in Rochester. Um, who knows how? Again, I think this is a scenario, Rick, like what you were just talking about, possibly with Charlie Lindgren, if there's expanded rosters, well, then perhaps somebody like Johansson or, or uh, Pekka-Lukkanen go with the Sabres, and then there's more opportunity down in, in Rochester for another goaltender. Um, but, but an interesting signing, to be, to be sure.
1: 31 years old, uh, tons of experience, but uh, he's been great. Uh, you mentioned Charlotte Checkers. He was lights out. Yeah. Uh, 7-0 and and then uh, was great in the playoffs and, as you said, um, won a Calder Cup. His second Calder Cup, he's, he's a winner. He's won two Calder Cups. He's won a Memorial mm-hmm. Cup, um, a, a World Junior Gold. Um, he's and, been an all-star. Uh, yeah, and he had uh, a very good season with Wilkes-Barre um, Scranton last year. Yeah um goaltending not a great but team but his goaltending was outstanding and Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm sure he'll do the same with rochester uh whenever the season starts this year
0: absolutely so congratulations to dustin tskarsky you know every it's the one thing if you've learned anything about following hockey players uh, particularly um those who aren't playing regularly in the nhl is that every hockey path is different and and Dustin's is one of those that has kind of gone all over the map, and it's had some highs, and it's had some lows, um, and it's had some challenges, and it's had some celebrations. And uh, hopefully for him, you know, it, he he keeps progressing, and and hopefully this next chapter with the Buffalo Sabres organization will be good for him. So, congratulations to Takarski on that. Um, it is 2020, the year of everything. Just being completely upside down coronavirus uh is still exceptionally relevant um quebec and montreal in in particular is has already seen their their second wave uh they're still in the midst of that uh there are a lot of places in the united states that are also starting to see that second surge uh, unfortunately the state i live in pennsylvania is um like the seven-day rolling average is up like forty percent. It's it's not good. Um, and again, we under you know a lot of that is is probably due to coronavirus fatigue. People are you know they're tired of social distancing. They're tired of wearing a mask. They're tired of all of it. And and it's just further evidence that we need to continue to be vigilant as we head into cold and flu season. Um, and and the winter months. And so, interestingly enough, the AHL has announced uh, a new partnership. It's a multi-year partnership with a group called Sani Sport, SANA Sport, S-A-N-I, SANA Sport. Um, and they will become an official league partner next season, this, this upcoming season. Um, and they've been around for about 19 years. And according to the press release, they are the market leader in the sports equipment cleaning industry. So, um, this is a, they've got some sort of proprietary sanitation technology that will clean, uh, equipment, uh, and, and professional sports teams use them, law enforcement personnel, military personnel, uh, anything that's in an enclosed space like a locker room or like equipment, uh, that's the specialty of this group. Um, and it looks like they're going to start offering preferred pricing for AHL teams, um, Starting next season, as part of this partnership, uh, because quite frankly, cleaning and disinfecting is now has to be a top priority for every business everywhere in the world.
1: Yeah, and for those that don't know, um, NHL, AHL equipment managers were way ahead of everybody else on this. They mm-hmm. for years and years and years they've been using uh, rather sophisticated equipment, parking it in the in the middle of. Of uh, dressing rooms, and uh, in order to disinfect and and uh, make sure that 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 they su- suppress any kind of viruses that are going around, um, they've been doing this for years. And and now with this official partnership, we'll uh, just up their game that much more, and and uh, allow teams to um, to get the best technology available, given the preferred pricing that they've now arranged.
0: Absolutely, and and happy to see that uh, you know they're they're proactively thinking about these things in advance and going after partnerships like this um, shows where their priority is uh, and, I, and I certainly commend that. And remember, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Uh, We are going to take one more quick break. On the other side, you do not want to miss this interview. We've got Sam Wilson from the Movember organization joining us to talk about Movember, uh, mustaches, what this campaign is all about, and how you can get involved in lots of different ways. So don't go anywhere. We will be back right after this. Follow along on Twitter, at the AHL Report, for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites, In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, autism speaks leukemia and lymphoma society of canada and the people of canada portrait project just to name a few if you would like to be involved with a rocket power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back once again to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, we are so glad that you're back with us once again. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And one more time, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Uh, that's at the AHL Report. You can also find us at the Flyers Report, or you can follow this podcast's own account, which is at the Press Zone. So Don't miss a minute of any of the action. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. Well, whether you're a longtime listener of uh, the Press Zone or our sister podcast, The Canadian's Connection, or a longtime reader of uh, all of the Rocket Sports Media family of websites, or if you're relatively new to our organization, you certainly have heard us talk many times about our uh, involvement and initiatives over the last uh, number of years with the Movember organization. It's something very near and dear to uh, all of us here at Rocket Sports Media, something we're very proud to be a part of. Part of and help with fundraising in and we are very happy today to welcome to the show sam wilson who is the community development coordinator for movember sam thanks so much for being here with us today
2: thanks so much for having me and thanks so much for all that you guys have done uh in the past it's amazing
0: well, we—it's uh, as I said—it's—it's it's certainly there's a lot of causes, particularly in in the autumn months, uh, for fundraising and so forth. But we've always been proud to be part of the Movember uh, movement. And so, I guess, first off, my my first question for you—you uh, you know, this is a hockey podcast, uh, and plenty of folks in the hockey community are familiar with with the Hockey Fights Cancer movement. Uh, some folks might not be aware that part of the 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 proceeds for Hockey Fights Cancer go does go to the Movember Foundation, or maybe they've just heard the the ha- seen the hashtag Movember, but maybe they don't know a ton about the organization itself and and who benefits from your fundraising efforts and and contributions and so forth. So, if you, I guess first, if you could just briefly tell us a little bit about Movember.
2: Sure. Yeah. So we're a global men's health charity. So what we do is we raise funds and awareness uh, year round, but especially obviously during the month of November for uh, three main areas of focus, which are mental health and suicide prevention, prostate cancer and testicular cancer. Um, And, you know, to put it bluntly, men's health is in a bit of a crisis um, and it has been for some time. So really what Movember is all about is getting men, um, boys and men to open up about both their physical and mental health and start having those really, really important conversations that could ultimately um, save their lives down the road.
0: When you said, you know, something you said there just made me want to jump in and follow up there. You say, to put it bluntly, men's health is in a bit of crisis. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and, and, and tell our listeners what you really mean by that?
2: Yeah. I mean, get ready for some stats because here they come. Um, so in, uh, in Canada, um, men die on average four years younger than women. And that stat is actually larger globally. It's six years younger than women globally. Um, and that's from all kinds of causes. But really, the the root of that is that from a very young age, boys and men are sort of um climatized that there's this stigma about opening up about our, our emotions and our feelings and what's going on in our lives. Um, and we carry that through into matter and in, sorry, into adulthood. Um, and, you know, if we talk about what's going on, we're seeing, we seem less manly or weak. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. those stereotypes are, are really harmful um, and detrimental to to mental health. Um, so that's what November is all about. I, I mean, prostate cancer is still a, a huge deal, despite what's happening in the world right now. One mm-hmm. in nine Canadian men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. Um Testicular cancer is the young man's disease. Uh, it's most common in boys and men, 15 to 34. Uh, we know that suicides, three out of four suicides are, are by men. Um, so these are all causes that uh, are largely preventable. We just have to know it's okay to talk about what's going on in our lives and know that there is someone to check in on and we can check in on ourselves um, and to really start those, those conversations
1: there's really been a a nice um, connection between hockey and the Movember campaign every uh, November. And um, as we go rink to rink, it's players at all levels um, have uh, have grown facial hair, grown a stash, some more successful than others, <laughs> um, and um, but but they seem to embrace uh, embrace this cause, and and I'm sure have helped with your efforts. Now this is a November without much hockey. I mean, there's there's uh, some hockey in Europe. There the queues. Uh, bit of starts and stops. The NCAA is kind of in preseason, but how has that affected, uh, your, your way of getting your message out, uh, without hockey, uh, in November?
2: Yeah, it's tough, obviously. I mean, we're, we're in a place right now where we, we didn't expect to be ever, yeah. to be honest. Um, but with that being said, Movember is still a wonderful way to have that sense of camaraderie and to have um, that team spirit still, because we're still bringing hockey teams together. Um, you mentioned off the top of the show, we, we're still very active in the Hockey Fights Cancer community. I believe we have 13 participating NHL teams this year, uh, two here in Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the and the Calgary Flames, we have wonderful efforts that we putting on by um, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews here in Toronto. Um, Austin Matthews just pledged to shave off his mustache if, if he raises $134,000 wow. uh, this <laughs> month, which is, yeah, which is a pretty big deal. Um, because You it, might I get some Canadian fans in on that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's the idea, really. Um but yeah, and you know, in my work personally, I work with every single level of, of junior hockey all the way down to minor and and midget and atom hockey. Um and like I said, really what November is all about is getting that social connectivity piece. We know that social connectivity is is a proven resilience factor against mental uh, illness and and mental health issues. Um, And so right now, participating in Movember and getting these guys to do virtual events together or just to, you know, uh, grow those mustaches and show those pictures, it's creating that sense of community that we know all too well in in the hockey space, and I think we're all missing a bit right now.
1: And I think you made a good point about it's it's been different for men, uh, feeling, um, at ease, connecting, uh, and raising the, that kind of awareness. Uh, we've been, uh, involved, uh, with Movember since 2014 and we've seen, uh, I think a, a bit of an awakening and improvement in that. Um, but when we entered this year, um, you know, we, we, I, I got our team together, rocket sports team together via Slack. And we, we had a, a, a a really full discussion about this and and we said is is this the year to be I, I know people are in uh, are hurting there it's tough times is this year for us to be um, going out and asking for money and and uh, we had a people on both sides and and uh, it was we were very strong uh, in 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 spreading that awareness but a couple of people stood up and said, listen. Um, there's no way we can eliminate the the fundraising aspect of our outreach uh, because this cause is too important and this cause really needs uh, really needs funding especially in a year like like this um, So how can you help support uh, that feeling that message that uh, that our team had?
2: Yeah I, I mean that's the thing is is we as an organization and personally totally understand that. You know, this is a very, very unique situation that we're all in. None of us have ever experienced anything like this. We know it's hitting people, um, not only mentally and emotionally, but financially. Um, And we totally understand that. And I think you touched on it. The funds are always going to be the driving force behind, you know, our 300 plus programs that we have on the ground here in Canada. And And it's what makes the wheels turn. But at the same time, the awareness factor is so huge from November. At the end of the day, we really just want boys and men to be talking about our three causes, to be on top of their health, talking to their doctors. Doctors checking in on themselves and their loved ones. Um, so that's what we're pushing. That's the message that's really, really uh, prevalent right now. And I think you guys are, are, are feeling that as well. And it's kind of what we're carrying to our entire community, Canada wide.
0: So it's what's what's nice to hear about that. And and as Rick alluded to, just within our team as well, it's is that people can still make a difference and make an impact, even if they can't contribute financially this year. We understand that you know. Perhaps not everyone can do that, even if they have in past years, but that there there are ways for people to feel like they can make an impact and help spread awareness and spread the message as well
2: definitely yeah and i mean there's lots of ways to get involved as well right like we always have our our mustache growing always be our sort of bread and butter but um <laughs> you know for those those who don't want to or the or the follically challenged um they don't have to grow a mustache you can participate in november in our move challenge you can you know run or walk or uh, swim or cycle whatever you want to do uh, to hit that 60 kilometer goal during the month which is uh, symbolizes the one man we lose to suicide every 60 seconds or we can uh, you can uh, host a virtual event, whether that's, you know, a virtual, uh, pub trivia night, or you're playing FIFA or NHL on your Xbox and you're streaming that, whatever it is, just getting people together and new this year is, um, the Mo your own way. Uh, and that basically covers literally everything else, whatever you can think of. Um, <laughs> we'd love, we'd love for you guys to, to hop on and, and, and join a team that way.
0: And that's uh, as I, I believe I told our listeners last week uh, on the show. That's that's how I'm participating this year on the in the "Mow Your Own Way." I think that's a great option for people who just want to, you know, maybe they have their own goal that they want to set, and and they it's a it's a great way to to personalize it for them. Um, so all in all, um, before we let you go, just give us the the big message that you want to give to people, particularly in the year of of 2020. Um, why it's so important uh, and and, and so rewarding for you to be able to be part of this cause uh, and and really help spread this this message of, of support for the men in all of our lives.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you know, we've touched on it as we've talked today, but go to Movember.com, sign up, create a MoSpace, get a team going, whether that's your teammates or coworkers or family and friends, whatever it is, just get people together and and start fundraising and talking about our causes that way. But really, the message that I, I would kind of, you know, like to leave as as uh, as an organization from November from is that um, we know it's it's a tough time right now. We know people are struggling mentally um and emotionally but and Mm -hmm. that's fine you know we're we're in a a global pandemic and how we're reacting to it is so unique to ourselves but at the end of the day what's not okay is not talking about what's going on um what I would leave with everyone is to be open to have those messages check in with our friends and family start those really really tough conversations you never know who is struggling and and just talking can be life-saving
0: well we certainly appreciate that message uh Folks, uh, if anyone wants to contribute to the Rocket Sports Media team fundraising page, you can head over to moteam.co slash allhabs. That's moteam.co slash allhabs. And uh, Sam Wilson, Community Development Coordinator for November, we really appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, you know, we it's it's a wonderful organization, and uh, we appreciate getting some insight from you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for all that you continue to do this year, even, even in the times.
1: Thanks, Sam.
0: Thanks, Sam. Rick, I have to say, you know, we've been involved with Movember for, for as you mentioned during the inter- interviews, for so many years now. Um, it was really refreshing to get to hear from someone from the organization um, and, and really bring some... Uh, stark statistics, but also just bring some life to this campaign and remind us that, yes, there's a focus here in November, but this is really something that goes, uh, it's a movement that's going on year round. And it's just uh, such an important thing for, for folks to be aware of and and to keep talking about.
1: For sure. I, I liked uh, the interview with Sam. I liked that he was rather plain spoken and, and said things that need to be said. Mm-hmm. And and uh you know first and foremost is the communication and the awareness and feeling um able to speak up and and uh, even speaking up for those uh who who aren't able to speak for themselves and we all have men in our lives that uh we care about and this is an extremely important uh initiative and um and as yeah as i said for the last 7 years seven campaigns we've been involved and mm-hmm. and we'll continue to do that uh uh, as long as we can.
0: Absolutely. So, um, if you're able to, and would like to make a donation to the rocket sports, uh, team fundraising page for Movember, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, once again, that website is mo co slash all That's mo team. M O T E A M dot C O slash all Um, and if you're not in a position that that you're able to uh, donate uh, into the fundraising campaign, we certainly understand that. Uh, we simply ask if you could help us make an impact by just re- retweeting uh, our our page and, and, and the URL and our tweets about it and just help spread the word a little bit, um, and, and keep people talking about it. As, as Sam said, it's, it's just as important for people to just keep it up in conversations and, and make people feel comfortable to talk about things. So, uh, thanks again to Sam Wilson, uh, from November for joining us. It was a great interview. One other quick note, uh, Before we start to wind things down today, um, Hockey Canada's World Junior Championship Selection Camp, uh, that's the, remember now, because of how things have shifted, they haven't had a chance to have a a summer camp. uh, So they're going to do practically a month-long mini bubble of their own in Red Deer um, to invite players to come and they will make their selection of who will make the final roster for the canadians uh world junior team and so that camp starts on monday uh and uh as we said it's it's about a four-week camp so that camp starts on monday Uh, the rocket sports team will be paying attention and will bring you any relevant news um both next week once camp gets started and and every other week after that, subsequently uh, is as roster updates are made or or decisions are made, players get cut, things of that nature. So we will be on top of that and we'll pass along all of the pertinent information, both for the Canadians and Flyers organizations. Before we go, we always want to leave you with something uplifting. We always want to leave you in a good mood. Uh, And I actually have two things this week. Um, The first is a pretty... Darn remarkable accomplishment uh, for anyone, and it's something I certainly couldn't do. Uh, but there's uh, been a new Guinness World Record that's also been set by someone. Uh, his name is Chris, and forgive me, I may, I may not be getting this last name proper. Um, but Chris Nikek, Nikek, perhaps Chris Nikek. Anyway, he has set history yesterday as the first person to finish an Ironman triathlon uh, who has Down syndrome, and I think that this is just a tremendous achievement. Uh, in Panama City Beach in Florida, late last, uh, late on Saturday night, uh, he's a 21-year-old to become the first person in history with Down syndrome to finish a full-distance Ironman triathlon. Now, don't forget, an Ironman means... He did it in just under 17 hours. Yeah, 17 hours. That means a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26.2 mile run. And you have to complete it in 17 hours. And and he just did it. It took him 16 hours, 46 minutes.
1: It's said that he he fell off his bike a couple of times. He had to deal with a, a an ant attack. Uh, at some point uh, during a nutrition stop and but uh yeah he made it with 14 minutes to almost 14 minutes to spare a remarkable absolutely remarkable achievement and uh i made my way over to his uh, instagram page and uh he posted um iron man goal set goal achieved trying to set a new and bigger goal for 2021 Whatever it is, the strat- my strategy is the same, 1% better every day. Yes, I did the work, but I had angels helping me. God surrounded me with angels. And then he talks about uh, that he got uh, an extra 33,000 followers during this, and he apologizes wow. for not uh, being able to respond personally to, to <laughs> all of them just now. Um, he also there's also a little video um, of him presenting his medal, his Iron Man medal, uh, to his mom. Aww. And he says, "Mom was too sick to make it to Iron Man, so today was special because I promised her my first Iron Man medal." Thanks, mom, for 18 years of therapies. Then mom took me to the doctor to help me with all of my battle wounds because uh, he has yeah, <laughs> yeah. scrapes on his legs and Aww. whatnot. And after that, she hit me with PF Changs.
0: It was great to be home. Wow. Could I have some PF tanks? <laughs>
1: yeah. All you have to do is, uh, is uh, an Ironman. Um, yeah, okay, I
0: don't want it that bad. <laughs> and he said, it's
1: great to be home. Now I need a wife as special and amazing as my mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a tall order, ladies. That is a tall order. It's t- terrific, <laughs>
1: terrific. Oh, um, yeah, just just very touching. That
0: is it. wonderful. And I think, did I read in the article that he's now going to try to qualify for the Olympics, twenty
1: twenty two Special Olympics,
0: the Special Olympics? Yeah. So good for him. Good luck. We'll be we'll be watching for that in a couple of years. So congratulations to Chris. Um, my other feel good finale. Uh, I'm deeming. I'm calling this what is a legend. And of course, the answer being in question form means that I have to give a tip of the hat to a Canadian legend uh, who we lost this week, uh, Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy. Um, I can remember as a kid sitting down every single night at 7 o'clock to watch Jeopardy. Um, I always loved it. Um, and it's... I don't, I just don't think anyone other than Alex Trebek could have ever made that show as successful as it was, uh, a very long battle with cancer. Uh, sorry to see, uh, that he, that he has lost that fight. Um, but we wanted to, of course, tip the hat. And one thing that was pretty amazing, there is video of this online that's circulating. In fact, um, I think it's one of our, our team members who, who shared this, that I came into my attention, um, the Carillon, which is the the chimes Parliament Hill. at Parliament Hill in Ottawa uh, today or this week, played the Jeopardy theme <laughs> in honor of Alex Trebek. And I listened to it, and it was very odd to hear the Jeopardy theme coming from the Carillon, but it sounded very pretty. Um, and only someone as big of an icon as Alex Trebek could get that kind of an honor. And uh, I think that was a great way to uh, for the capital city to honor him.
1: And we remember his inclusion in the NHL draft uh, not so long That's ago. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. That's right. He he was there as there as well. So, um, our thoughts and and prayers with Alex Trebek's family, and uh, thank him for many many years of of entertainment. With that, uh, my goodness. Where did that? Where did today's show go? It just went by like in the blink of an eye. Um, we will of course be back next week, as we said. Uh, hockey Canada's selection camp starts next week. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more news for us to discuss. Uh, before then, if you still need your hockey fix, be sure to uh, tune in on Saturday to Canadians Connection. That is the show, uh, our our one hour um, Montreal Canadiens podcast that's hosted by Rick and Joseph Whalen. So be sure to listen to that on saturday but if you'd like to go back and listen to previous episodes you know we talked about uh last week's show where we were breaking down some some media interviews with by Joel bouchard and rob ramage we've talked about how we talked to charlie Lindgren a few weeks ago if you missed an episode and you want to go back rick what is the best way for people to go and find our archive of shows and make sure that they are following along and don't ever miss an episode
1: you can find The Press Zone every episode at uh, the the website that we operate, and uh, where you can find uh, our podcasts and and all sorts of interesting articles to read. Um, as well, you can go to rocketsportsradio.com. Rocketsportsradio.com has all of The Press Zone podcasts as well as the Canadians Connection podcasts. And certainly, um, search the Press Zone on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Podcasts, we're, we're on them all. So be sure to uh, find The Press Zone uh, and subscribe and also um, share it on your social media so your friends and followers know about The Press Zone.
0: Absolutely. We appreciate you being here with us every single week. Even though it is the off season, there is never a shortage of hockey news for us to talk about or things to analyze and dissect. So we're so glad that you're joining us every week. Uh, don't Never fear, we'll be back again next week. Until then, stay safe. Please stay safe uh, and enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, be sure to thank uh, service uh, your a service member this week for Remembrance Day and for Veterans Day. And until then, we will see you next week for another great episode of The Press Zone. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.